ever will be. And you know it. With a tear in my eye. The queen of the crop. Acknowledge me. Well, that was something else. The uh, WrestleMania 40, what'd they call it? Kickoff. First it was a press conference. Now it was a kickoff. Whatever it was at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. It certainly got people talking. We're going to break it all down. This is episode 329 of Top Rope Nation. Ryan Drosty here with Justin Joint, Jesse Velasquez, and uh, whoever else is joining us in the chat right now, let us know your thoughts in the chat. If you want to get your comment featured in the show, hit us with that super chat. We'll make sure to show it and, and address your comments during the show. Guys, um, you know, we went into this event watching it on Peacock with, you know, the thought that you'd walk away for sure knowing the main event of WrestleMania. And that's still in question. Um, it appeared like maybe you got a direction, but then they did this thing at the end, which was kind of inside baseball with the rock and triple H. We're going to break it all down. Uh, gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Jesse, how are you doing? Life's going really well. I'm going to get sentimental quick and then we're going to have some fun. Justin joint. Yep. You, your son and your friends. Thank you so much for giving my son those three ducks a couple of weeks oh, ago. Yeah. So shout out to the TRN folks. We met up in Minnesota. He came to my neck of the woods not to visit me, but longtime friends of his. And we met at a local establishment. Uh, our sons met. There's a picture of it for proof. Overall fun time. And he still plays with those ducks here every now and then. <laughs> so much appreciated. That's fantastic because that's exactly the kind of toy that uh, would have been forgotten about by the time my kid got to the car. So I'm glad yours is uh, still using it and playing with it. Oh, much appreciated. Yes, thank you so much. And then real quick on camera, folks. Whoa. Oh, what was that? That is my one bit of alcohol for the evening. Okay. Shot a Grand Marnier. Oh, nice. sounds fancy. Right. Oh, it was amazing. What is it? <laughs> uh, orange liqueur, I believe, mixed with cognac. Okay. okay. It's used as a buffer or like an ingredient for margaritas. Okay. I was going to say, with, nice. with that, that name, I, I was like, God, that's got to be a cognac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. Fancy. Yeah, so that's going to be the, the, the context of my alcohol this evening. I do have a different beverage that I can uh, come out there later. So shout out to all those eligible bachelors out there. We're going to have a wonderful time tonight. Mm, nice. Justin Joint, how you doing tonight, sir? Not too bad. Today, I, it was a busy day at work, uh, and I was uh, pretty distracted all day because it is. it was also one of my favorite days of the year, uh, NBA trade deadline. Uh, kind of ended up being a bit of a weak one, although I did see a fascinating stat that the Chicago Bulls oh, here we have, go. Not, have not made a trade involving a player since August of 2021. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. 
Here we go. Just abuse Ryan's sports teams. This is how we always get started here. I kind of want to interject before Justin goes along. Ryan, why didn't you give me shit the other night when the Wolves blew a 20-point lead against the Bulls on Tuesday? I'm nicer than Justin Joint. What can I say? (laughs) Thank you. And on that note, Wolves are up 20 right now and the Bucks minus Damian Lillard. Let's see if they blow this one too. Justin, what's in the glass? Uh, tonight, I am drinking one of my absolute favorite beers, uh, Gumball Head. Mm, nice. Three, Three Floyds. Floyds. Yes, yes. It's a good one. I've got a local brewery here, a little uh, single speed brewing, Coconut Migration. What? I haven't seen this in a can in a long time. They had it at the brewery, Justin, in cans. What? I didn't get it at the liquor store, and they've had it on tap there. Yeah. One of the okay. best beers single speed has ever made. This well, guess where I'm there. going tomorrow. Did they have more than just whatever you bought? They did, they did when I bought it, but I bought it. This was when my family was in town. So this was what was that last weekend? <laughs> two weeks ago, two weekends ago, two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Well, so I don't know if they yeah. have any more worth, worth a try. Walk in there, check out the cooler. Any guilt I might have felt about throwing that Chicago Bulls stat at you out the window now, since I was not informed <laughs> of this immediately. <sighs> oh, man. So when I come to your city here in a little less than four weeks and I make my way to the famous Happies in Cedar Falls, Iowa, I need to apparently look for this coconut migration. What type of uh, what type of alcohol is that from a beer perspective? So it's brewed. uh, Let's see. It's it's an ale. It kind of tastes a little hoppy like an IPA. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's technically an IPA, but it it has like a coconut flavor to it. It's pretty light in color, as you can see. That sounds amazing. Def- it's good. I, it's good stuff. I generally do not like uh, like the fruit flavored IPAs, but this one is just off the charts fantastic. Closer to your neck of the woods, Jesse. Uh, they brewed this in collaboration with Pulpit Rock, which is in Decorah. So sometimes they have it up in Decorah too. And that's yeah. where we went after Toppling Goliath, correct? Correct. The smaller oh, one up there. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's talk a little uh, a WrestleMania press conference, and then I'll, I'll hit the housekeeping items, talk about what we got coming on Patreon later in the show so we can get after it here. All right, so they open up this show. Show That's pretty much what it was. It was a highlight package for about 45 minutes with a couple of promos interjected. Extremely boring. I cannot emphasize to you enough. This was just the total shits for 45 minutes. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cooking dinner. I got it on in the background. I'm waiting for this thing to get started. And they start off with like, I don't know, five to 10 minutes of highlight videos. And and they went on and on about how 40 years ago, WrestleMania started 39. For those of you who can do math, uh, WrestleMania 40 (laughs) means it was 1985 was 39 years ago. Anyways, details. And, uh, you know, then they welcome us out there. We got the panel. We got Big E. Good to see Big E. Um, Michael Cole was there. McAfee was there. CM Punk. You know, fresh off of surgery, he had the, uh, what you call like the the brace type deal on his arm. And, uh, you know, then they're speculating what's going to happen tonight. Eventually, Bianca Belair comes out. She cuts a promo for the live crowd. She leaves. Rhea Ripley comes out. She cuts a promo for the live crowd. She gets confronted by Becky Lynch. They do a little face off. Becky Lynch says she's going to win the Elimination Chamber and come after her at WrestleMania. Between all of this, lots more highlight packages. Finally. 45, 50 minutes in, we get the setup for what we've all been waiting for. And uh, they're setting up the main event or the possible 
main event at WrestleMania. So we get Roman Reigns out there with Paul Heyman. And uh, he says he's going to choose his WrestleMania opponent. And this was kind of the first swerve because if you watch WWE television, they've made it known already that it was going to be The Rock based on SmackDown last week. Now, this is going to be a little bump in the road because they never address the whole thing that happened on SmackDown six days ago when Cody literally said he's coming after Roman, but not at WrestleMania and brought out The Rock and they embraced and he left like a total dolt. <laughs> um, well, that was just ignored because Roman's like, I, you know, Cody can't decide. So I'm going to pick my opponent. And he said, I choose the rock, right? So we get the rock out there. Oh, sorry. We also had Seth Rollins. I don't even remember when Seth Rollins came out. Seth Rollins looked like a total doof as well. Um, came I think out it was first. Seth. Yeah, that's right. It was Seth and then Roman and they did a little face off and, you know, throughout all of this again, uh, Roman called Seth's title, you know, the secondary title, the loser's bracket, which he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. We talked about this <laughs> since they created this world title out of thin air. Um, and so then eventually, yeah, you got Seth on the stage on one side. You got Roman. You got Heyman. And then The Rock comes out. And The Rock gets booed. We get, we want Cody, Rocky sucks, dueling chance back and forth. Uh, Rock, you know, back and forth across the stage. He does the eyebrow. He's looking out at the crowd. Every time he gets the mic up to his his lips, they're booing the hell out of him. You can't imagine this is the response this guy wanted when he made his long, long anticipated return for what he thinks is going to be just this massive match. And eventually he does this big buildup. He says, uh, you know, he's got something that the fans are really going to be impressed by. They're really going to want to see it. I'm going to put it up on the screen right now. It's a family tree, you guys. A family tree. The bloodline family tree. Let me just make this full screen for a second. And he talks about how his grandfather, Peter Maivia, and uh, Roman's grandfather made this blood oath to unite their families. And, you know, they're going to headline WrestleMania together. And the crowd could have cared less about this family. It got almost no response from them. And he's going on and on about how they're the most powerful family in wrestling. And they sporadic booze here and there. Right. And so. He, he just kind of sets it up. It's going to be us at WrestleMania. The crowd's booing. You get Cody chants here and there. And finally, Cody Rhodes comes out. And Cody says, this is bullshit. And he says he's made his decision. And he is going, he's coming after Roman Reigns. What? You, you just gave away the title <laughs> match six days ago. We all saw it. So th- none of this was logical. Let me preface this by saying, it doesn't matter. The audience that has been cultivated by WWE these days does not care about storyline being coherent whatsoever. They didn't grow up in the same era as a lot of us. They just don't care. So no, do I think this is negatively going to impact their bottom line or anything ridiculous like that? I do not. But if you're watching this and you want you know, this to be coherent, it was not because it didn't address anything about what happened on SmackDown. So of, cr- of course, Rock is like, what you know wait a second you know what's going on here cody kind of looks like the asshole does he not i mean he gave the match to him last friday night and now all of a sudden nope sorry 
changed my mind. Of course, the crowd loved it because this is the match that they should have done all along. Uh, and then, you know, they, the rock is all pissed off. Jesse, before I go through the rest of this, what, what were your thoughts at this point? It was just a jumbled up pile of uh, chicken salad. Not even made from chicken <laughs> shit. It was super confusing to me. I think everything that you mentioned, I mean, I'm not going to go bigger picture just yet because we, we're going to mm-hmm. go down that road eventually, but. Nah, I mean, again, the the crowd, it's like Pavlov's dogs. They just train you from a, just to chant specific things. There were a lot of what chants during this entire press conference. It's like that yep. was kind of cool about 21 years ago. Kind of mm-hmm. like the WWE was kind of cool about 21 years ago. That's kind of the way I'm starting to feel right now, if I'm being honest with you. Seth Rollins looked like a gigantic dork as if he didn't yes. look like one before this. Now, he actually has something he could hold his hat on is that he beat Roman Reigns two years ago. Granted, it was by disqualification, but why don't you throw that in Roman's face? I know that Roman has plowed through the entire roster and that fourth world championship of Seth is just a trinket, but you can at least do that. And maybe this sets up for a unification down the road, but the crowd bought into it. That's all that matters to the WWE. Obvious, obviously, us as educated fans, we're like we we see through all the bullshit. Yeah, I mean, none of this. It wasn't logical. Seth standing behind them while they're going back and forth, just standing over there, cackling once in a while in his green suit with his title belt. That he's just totally secondary. And you know, eventually, I didn't take notes on this. I'm just going off a of memory. Just happened, uh, which is why I forgot when Seth Rollins even came out because he was such a non-factor. You know, until the very end here. So, you know, eventually uh, Roman basically tells Cody, what do he say? That his, his dad would be ashamed of him or his dad was a... I can't even remember how he phrased this. Do you remember, Jesse? Cody actually went at Roman and said that he that the high chief Peter Maivia would be very disappointed. His no, answers would be no, very no, no. disappointed. That was him. second, though. though that okay. was second, though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they came after Cody first, right? You're and right. Cody responded with that. But I can't remember. He said he said something about. It, I, I think it, it was basically. I think he was referring to, um, the Seth's title being secondary and irrelevant, just like your dad That's or right. something along that lines. That's right. That's right. So then, yeah, Cody comes back and he he essentially says that uh, you know talking about the bloodline, the family tree, all of this that their grandfathers would be ashamed of them. And so Rock comes over. By the way, when The Rock got on the mic, this dude was huffing and puffing into the mic, just standing there, just cutting these brief promos. And I was thinking what we talked about on the pod. Is this guy going to be able to do a singles match? Is it wrestled over a decade? He was blown up on the mic from a promo in Las Vegas here in this arena. Like, I'm, it's true. I like The Rock, but I mean, I don't know what was going on there. Maybe it's just the nerves or whatever. But, you know, yeah, he got on the mic and it all ends with him slapping Cody. And, of course, the crowd goes nuts. And then Cody doesn't get to come back at him because the security holds him back. And then Seth is screaming at Rock and and Roman and they leave. They did change. So on the side of the stage are these big video boards. And originally it was Rock and Roman. And they changed it to Roman and Cody. But, like... You, you weren't left certain that's the match because, you know, The Rock 
was like, wait a second here. You know, you gave up the match to me. And then they go to commentary and they don't know what's going on. Then Michael Cole tries to explain that, well, you know, Cody chose Roman. Again, they don't acknowledge what happened on SmackDown. And then CM Punk's like, oh, but Rock's his boss, you know, and he's he's on the board. And then they go backstage and Rock is basically like dressing down Hunter and essentially makes it sound like if if Hunter doesn't get this sorted out, he's going to get fired because Rock's on the board. And he storms off. So you weren't you didn't know in the end, what is the match? How is Rock involved? You, I guess Kayfe would be like, well, Cody won the Rumble. So he's challenging Roman and that's that. But he gave away the match last week and Rock's on the board and he's trying to weasel his way in. The whole thing is super convoluted. And as we've said since last April, and I now definitely feel vindicated, it was a mistake to not put the title on Cody Rhodes a year ago because now they got this this totally convoluted storyline. They could have had him go over last year and they could have done Rock and Roman this year. It didn't need to be for the title and everything would be fine. They could promote it as the dream match. Now it seems like they're either going to do two matches or they're going to do a tag match. And then Cody and Roman will go at it on night two of WrestleMania. What's that mean for Seth? Seth's in a tag match and that's it. Or like Seth will be in the tag match and then he'll wrestle the winner of the elimination chamber the next night. It looks like Rock and Roman are going to tag against Seth and Cody, maybe with night one. And then that's how it's going to play out on night two with Roman and Cody and uh, Seth and the Elimination Chamber winner. I would imagine, like right now, we're we're a lot of twists and turns away. Stuff can happen. Right now, my inclination would be like something happens in that tag match, you know, where Roman and Rock end up going after each other after the match or something. You know, you know Rock wants to leave getting cheered after all of this. And then they can maybe do their singles match next year with Roman and The Rock. But like I imagine Rock's going to be involved in this mania in some way. And it seems like a tag match. Now, I did see some people talking about, oh, maybe we'll do the tag match down in Australia. Maybe they will. But that would be totally insane, I think, if you're going to put The Rock in, in his first real wrestling match in over a decade. And you can do it in Australia when the main event is going to happen roughly 8 a.m. Eastern time, 7 a.m. Central, 5 a.m. on the West Coast. That seems kind of weird. I feel like they would do it at WrestleMania and probably on on night one. But like I said, man, <laughs> I'm getting out of breath like The Rock was tonight because this whole thing is so convoluted. None of it makes any sense. I'm sure they'll, they'll get there eventually and they'll have these big matches they can promote. And WWE is all just about the moments and social media clips. And in the end, long-term, long, long-term storytelling just doesn't matter in this era that much. What do you think, Jesse? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to shout out a Facebook member group, uh, Facebook group member, Dave Matthews. Dave, you and I right now could get into a ring with Roman Reigns and be in much better cardiovascular shape than The Rock is right now. And for those in the <laughs> chat that want to come at me, please do. Do you know what I do for a living? <laughs> Just True. checking. I would take that bet. Yeah. Just checking. No, he's got a lot of work to do. It's it's absolutely insane. And in terms of like what The Rock's namesake is going to do for, for WrestleMania... Short term, okay, that's fine. However, and maybe new ho- fans of his from Hollywood, 
those types of eyeballs. But I would like to wager anybody that the WWE at most retains three to five percent of those new viewers when Dwayne Johnson leaves. Like, what good is that? He went on Pat McAfee earlier today and said, when Roman said, I'm the head of the table and the bloodline, that's when the story started. And I said, sure, buddy. (laughs) You had nothing to do with this four years ago. You just interjected yourself because Vince McMahon right now is under heavy investigation for all of his sex pest allegations. Yep. That's, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah. This, this match looks extremely underwhelming on paper. If it is rock and Roman, but for the general public, they're going to be jacked to the gills for it. It's nostalgic. Just like the WWE for the last two decades has been nostalgic. Another thought I had, and I'm going to throw it to Justin. Coming out of this, Rock Roman does not feel like the bigger match. Rock Cody Rhodes feels like the bigger match. And for that, maybe you can say for all the convoluted mess, Cody came out better. Maybe so. I mean, it could always turn that way just because of the fan revolt. It does make him look like a bigger star and everything. The storytelling is nonsensical. But the, the booking going into the show is just a total mess. Hopefully Cody comes out bigger. But like, yeah, I think... Cody Rock is the match right now because The Rock slapped him and he didn't get to come after him. And they'll play that into the tag match, I'm sure. But yeah, go ahead, Justin. Uh, first off, congre- congratulations to The Rock, who will be uh, having Moana 2 come out this fall. Uh, uh, I want to read Looking a forward tweet. to that, by the way. I want to read a I, tweet I here from, yeah, it's Moana rules. It's yes. honestly by far and away the rock's best movie. Yes. Uh, I want to read a tweet here from at Tom Campbell. Uh, and, it, and he was quote tweeting the announcement of Moana two from uh, Mr. Dwayne Johnson, the rock to reprise his role as Maui, the guy who stole something that didn't belong to him and unleashed a world of suffering until he returned it. I liked that. That made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he um, should have, after he slapped Cody, he should have said, you're welcome, bitch. Because <laughs> he just made Cody a bigger star with that slap, probably. It's probably true, despite all the bitching about the storytelling. She was starting right. a tattoo off of his neck. So I got a couple things here. Uh, first, I want to give you guys something to think about while, while I, I rant. Um, how much of this do you guys think is by design? Because Cody won the Royal Rumble. And that show ended with him pointing fever, feverishly at Roman Reigns in the press box, leaving no doubt what they had in mind, or at least what they wanted to make you think they had in mind for the main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, what was, was it shortly before that or shortly after that? It's announced that Rock is on the board now. Uh, and all the reports started coming out that Rock was pushing heavily for this Roman Reigns match. It was before and, Rumble, yeah. Okay, and so and then and then we find out, or you know, then they had the angle where where Cody looks like an absolute tool by saying he he doesn't want to fight for for the uh, championship that Reign hands. And so I'm just curious how much you guys think they're trying to recreate. Uh, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30 with Cody Rhodes right now in the, in the, we want Cody, but here's what, here's what really blows my mind. I I'm with Ryan 1000%. They should have had Cody go over last year. They didn't do it fine. 
But they had two layups here, two layups that they absolutely bricked on both. They could have just gone straight forward with Cody and Roman Reigns. I think the match that everybody wanted, you finally anoint uh, Cody Rhodes as the guy. And honestly, they had an absolute layup. If that's not the direction they wanted to go, you just do Rock and Reigns. That is a dream match. I think that's a match a lot of people wanted to see. And now because of the way they have executed all of this, I think that's lost a lot of its luster because, because now your, your mega superstar rock is getting booed by your fans. So he's not even the baby face anymore. And especially, you know, that, that moment leading up to where he got into Hunter's face, Roman was walking behind him. Like he was his little lap dog. Like he was secondary to the Mm -hmm. rock. It's just, it's a bad look for everybody involved. It's it just it, it blows my mind that they're screwing up two layups just because they couldn't make up their mind, or else they're maybe just afraid of 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 the influence that the Rock has now. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what they they do here. I agree that I don't think the answer is the Rock wrestling in Perth in Elimination Chamber. Uh, I I think it was Wade Keller. Who, who mentioned something that uh, Reigns isn't going to work both nights, which obviously that can change. You know, money talks, you know, if they want to throw him some extra bucks to work work both nights, I have a hard time seeing The Rock work both nights just because I don't think you can count on his body to do no both way. nights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I don't understand what they're doing here. And, and if the plan is to just cause confusion, uh, and to try and make Cody as this new Daniel Bryan, they're failing. They're failing miserably. And even worst of all, if they're doing all of this to distract from the Vince McMahon stuff, you're failing there too, because that's not going away. That is going to be in the news for a long time. And all you're doing, like I said from the start, you're just screwing up two layups with all of this bullshit. Thoughts, Jesse? He summed it up. Great. I'm going to go a little staying on topic here, I suppose, with Rock and Roman without a title, which is the way that it should have been. Completely agree with you guys. You could have had like Roman defeat or just like build himself up from here, get him, interject himself back into the, into the SummerSlam or into the world title picture at SummerSlam this coming year, if that's mm-hmm. what you really want to do. But at the same time, Roman's kind of dug this ditch for the WWE because everything right now is completely dependent on how much he wants to slash actually works. Just think if he actually worked. I'm sure this, maybe this was written into his contract like Brock Lesnar. I mean, good on him, but the same time this continues to handcuff the wwe and it just doesn't solve many of their problems at all yeah yeah i we've known for a while that roman wasn't going to work in australia he was never on that schedule and rock i mean maybe if they paid him enough but like again it just doesn't make any sense the time difference is too much um i think I, I was just looking this up because I saw it somewhere. Meltzer was speculating the tag night one and Cody Reigns night two. So maybe they can get Reigns to work both nights here. You're right. You might doesn't, have to pay him a little bit more. Doesn't that suck too? That Doesn't that suck the air out of the room between like a, a Roman rock match? To me, if you're, ta- I mean, I guess to your point, the only way they can salvage that is if it's actually building to next year's 
WrestleMania. That right. They're using this I, as a platform. I feel like Rock, as a Hollywood star, as a businessman who's involved in all kinds of stuff, he's he's going to want to leave with his head up in some way as a baby face. So I feel we'll do the tag, which again, to all of our points on the show for weeks now, we were all very curious if this guy could really do a singles match seemingly with not much notice and you know the tag match protects them they can maybe set up something for next year for a little while i was wondering like would they do something with the tag match where like cody has to win to still get the match you know similar to what they did with brian at 30 but then like seth is involved and he just looks like a dummy so that wouldn't make any sense you know what's in it for seth rollins so I i think they'll just do the tag as a grudge match and then they'll still do Cody and Roman Reigns. I mean, this, this is just all speculation, no inside info or anything. We don't know, but it seems to make the most sense. And I don't know what they'll do between Rock and Roman to write that off for, for the future, but it it would seem like that's the story right now. Now, to your point, Justin, how much of this was intentional? I think some of it. I think that they did think that you know, they could get this Daniel Bryan-like response for Cody, I, I bet that part of them hoped that they could harness it to still do Roman rock, which would be totally insane. Um, but like, it just doesn't make sense that you would do Cody winning the rumble, you know, all that focus, then do SmackDown how they did it mm-hmm. and then go back to it. And if that was the plan all the way to play it out like this, the execution has just been really bad, which, you know, could be, could be it also, the Vince stuff, there's no question that some of this has been to distract from that story. You will not convince me otherwise that some of this hasn't been done to get people talking about something else. So I think some of this also plays into that because the Vince story dropped, remember, right before the rumble. So the order of things happening was Rock joined the board, New York Stock Exchange. He's there next to Vince. And then it was like two days later, I think two days, the Vince story dropped because then we were talking about that was on a Thursday. And we were previewing the Rumble, and our excitement for the Rumble was in an all-time low. We watched the Rumble. Cody won. By SmackDown on Friday, he was handing off the match to The Rock. And now here we are six days later, and now he wants the match again. So that was always the plan, which I don't know. It could be. It's just they could have executed it a lot better because it hasn't seemed like all of this has been the plan. It seems like they had to change some things along the way. Otherwise, how do you explain how poorly it's been executed? The, I mean, the only thing I can think of, and I'm sure other people have thought of this too, which I, I, and I think this is a bad idea is obviously it seems like they're trying to make a little bit of a Daniel Bryan moment here with Cody Rhodes. Well, WrestleMania 30. What was that? Mm -hmm. Triple threat match. Mm -hmm. Uh, WrestleMania 20. What was that? Triple threat match. WrestleMania 10, not a triple threat match, but the main event was kind of based around three guys in Yokozuna, Bret Hart, and Lex Luger. Mm -hmm. So is there any chance that this is all leading to Roman, Rock, and Cody in a triple threat? I thought that I was thinking that for a while watching this tonight, but then I kept coming down to Seth Rollins involvement in the whole thing. Why he just comes off like even more second tier. If that's the case, then he's like not involved at all. 
I think he was just there because Cody was going to make his announcement as to which champion he was going to be facing at WrestleMania. Right. They still put some focus on him on the stage. though. like when he left and he's cussing out the rock and Roman and Roman, you know, went after him again on the stage and cut him down to size. Whole thing is just so weird. Yeah. Our chat's crushing this, by the way, because there's a lot of uh, sentiments that I echo, especially with this Daniel Bryan stuff. Uh, y'all realize that since Cody Rhodes has returned to WrestleMania, he's been t- he's returned at WrestleMania 38. He's been pinned twice. Roman Reigns yeah. and Brock Lesnar. That's it. He's mm-hmm. ran through the rest of the roster. They're, where where's the Daniel Bryan thing here? That was the other thing that I thought was fucking hilarious with. Cody basically backing away from Roman Reigns so he could go beat the guy he's already beaten three times. It's like, Jesus, that is so soft. This is the big baby face. Come on, yeah. get the fuck out of here. They, I will that's say, a- though, I am looking forward to Roman and Seth on a return match. Yeah, that has absolutely. some great story behind it and two years ago and everything. Go ahead, sir. Well, that's, that's, that's kind of the whole thing is like they have good options here if they had yeah. just decided on one of them and gone with it. And that's my biggest takeaway from this, you know, past two weeks is it's done nobody any favors. Everybody looks like a clown. They have killed all the baby face and heel dynamics here. You know, the responses that they could have gotten with, with a giant baby face rock with, with a Cody on the come up and switch. He's still getting cheered, mm. but uh, I don't know, man, this is just a disaster. When the WWE feels like it's in danger, when in doubt, break the glass, call an attitude error or a ruthless aggression member to save it. Here we fucking go again. Yes. <laughs> so true. Uh, I think the Brian stuff probably tracks more along the lines of this can distract everybody from the Vince thing. Like these fans, if they think we're pulling this from Cody, they're going to get so pissed and the chance are going to take over the arena and it's all they're going to talk about online. He is easily, Cody Rhodes, easily the most over babyface that they've had since Brian. Easily. And the Brian thing was an accident. That mm-hmm. was legit. They didn't want him to be in the main event of WrestleMania. Now, this, an intentional Daniel Bryan thing, that was kind of a risk, though, the way that this has been executed because yes. he's looked like a total yes. doofus. You know, you know None what? None of it makes sense for him. You know what Daniel Bryan never did? Back away from the match that everybody wanted. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, that's the thing. They've even been, like, showing his tweets on social media where Cody's like, you know, stay with me or whatever he said. Like, he has a plan. It's like, dude, you gave away the match. Please explain why you did that. It makes no sense. So I think the Daniel Bryan thing is to create some kind of uproar. And maybe to that point, this has been the plan all along. It's just they've stumbled along the way. It hasn't done much for Seth Rollins, that's for sure. And Cody, it was a risk because he's looked dumb. Um, but in the end, he's got to win the title this year then if they get to that match. He has to. I mean, Jesus, this this shows it was an error last year for him to not win the title. So convoluted. They, like I said earlier, they could have done Rock Roman and this would have never been a thing. And instead, they got the audience all pissed off, intentional or not. And they don't have a clear build to WrestleMania like you would hope right now. I st- Look, man, I still think this company, the way they shoot stuff, Cody Rhodes holding up the title in Philadelphia, flying the red, white, blue is exactly what they want. We'll see. But you know what they're also trying to mask? 
the fact that that Friday night video on YouTube had 90,000 likes and 400 or 500,000 dislikes. <laughs> they took yeah. the numbers off the board. You can't see them on YouTube. There's been screenshots everywhere. So this was a total cover-up job with the worst paint in the history of art history. An absolute <laughs> misread from Dwayne Johnson here. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on this, guys, before we transition? Nope. I think we hit pretty much everything I wanted to at this point. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Uh, before we go any further, guys, a couple of housekeeping items. So I said I would save this for midway through the show. I just want to say, if you're, if you're catching us right now on YouTube, whether it's live or after the fact, we really appreciate your support. If you give us a thumbs up on this video. It would help us out so much that helps us in the algorithm. The more likes this video has also subscribe to the channel. It's free. Please do drive those subscriber numbers up. That also helps us in search results and the YouTube algorithm. If you're listening on the podcast feeds, of course, subscribe wherever you're getting podcasts. Leave us a five star rating, a written review, that kind of thing. And if you really want to support Top Rope Nation, the number one way you can support Top Rope Nation is by joining our Patreon page. I'm going to put a QR code on the screen right now. If you're watching the video, scan that. Check out Patreon. We're, we're closing in on over 140 bonus shows right now on Patreon. Two days ago, we just recorded a new Top Rope Nation Classics on Royal Rumble 91. You're, you're going to want to hear this. So if Justin is not making you dizzy right now, bopping around <laughs> in his video box, <laughs> trying to make me laugh, scan the QR code because I the video is available right now. The podcast is going to drop in the next 24 hours, most likely. I'm, I've been working on mixing it. It's a two and a half hour deep dive. Really fun show on Royal Rumble 91. It was the 50th edition of TRN Classics. We do those every single month. In addition to that, if you're a patron, five bucks a month gets you access to Top Rope Nation Extra, where if you're not in our Facebook group, you don't even know about this. I have not promoted it on the air. My wife and I have been podcasting together on the Patreon feed, Top Rope Nation Extra, real quick podcast, 15 to 20 minutes, but we're reviewing the Bianca Belair and Montez Ford Hulu reality show it's been a blast. My wife has never podcasted before. I've got some good feedback on this. If you want to hear it, join the Patreon page. We've done the first two episodes. We're going to continue that this weekend. Drop some new ones. So you get TRN Extra. Oh, and by the way, you also get Top Rope Nation Unplugged with Jesse Velasquez, who just had an interview drop. We put that one on the main feed uh, with Will Alday, which was an awesome, awesome interview. Uh, he does shows almost every single week. Those are behind the paywall. So if you like our main show and you're not a patron, you're missing probably two to three times as much content that you would be getting for five bucks a month. It's like buying us a cup of coffee a month or a, a drink 
to keep it on flavor with what we do here on the show. So it's the best way to support the show. Become a patron or, you know, if you prefer YouTube, we do have a membership program now. You can join the channel as a member and that gets you access to Top Rope Nation Classics, all the video versions, as well as most of the TRN Unplugged as well. Same cost, join on YouTube, become a YouTube member. The link is here in the broadcast description as well. Jesse, anything you want to add? I have not laughed harder with this trio than that Tuesday Night Classics. Mm. Yeah, uh, please tune into the Royal Rumble 1991 so that you can find out the embarrassing revelation of what a a 10-year-old Justin Joint thought about the Virgil babyface turn. Can I also say that I made a couple Dino Bravo jokes that I didn't see coming. (laughs) (laughs) Not to have a double meaning behind that line, too. Uh, I didn't see this one coming at all. And we had two Dino Bravo jokes that had me rolling at the end of that podcast. It was it's good stuff, man. (laughs) It was really good. We have a blast on TRN Classics. Would appreciate your support. And as I said at the top of the show, another way to support the show is with the Super Chats. You can always send us a super chat, get your chat message featured in the show and and we'll discuss it. Or if you have a a question for the show, it's a great way to support us with a little tip on these live streams. I will tell you, I was telling the guys this earlier that YouTube now has an option. We're monetized here on YouTube now. And, you know, so we have ads on our videos, but they're usually only at the beginning of the show. But now they have an option that they recommend where ads play during the middle of a live stream at different intervals. They could interrupt the conversation. All of a sudden, there's an ad break. I've seen this on a lot of live streams on shows that I watch, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. It's very disruptive. YouTube recommends it. I told the guys, I'm not going to enable that on our stream. So since I'm not having the ad breaks here during the streams, Super Chats would be a great way you know, to make sure that that continues. Because you know, if we don't get any Super Chats ever, I'm probably going to have to turn on the ad breaks and because that'll make us a few bucks here and there. I'd rather not because it's it's pretty disruptive and it sucks. You know, I see that on, on streams all the time, but, you know, just to, just something to think about a, a great way to support us with a little tip while we're doing these shows every single Thursday night. We appreciate all of you who are tuning in and watching. Yeah, there's a very loyal Top Rope Nation devoted fan base, especially in the Facebook group. And I know on the Twitter side, too, and we thank you so much for it. The best thing you can do as well is to be our word of mouth and just let friends know, especially who are really up on pro wrestling, whether it's current or we're, I think we're a little bit better when it comes to the classics piece. And that's what everybody, probably you and your friends grew up on. So if that's not a sell job, the, the five bucks right there is worth it to go through our classics once every month. I think most of the people, yeah, originally subscribed for classics. And now we're offering more bonus content than ever before with unplugged and extra. And just last month, we had more bonus shows drop and in December in one month than ever in the show's history on Patreon. And we started putting up stuff on Patreon in I think 2017. So it's just growing and growing and growing. You know, it requires extra work out of us. Of course, we like doing it, but your support is what makes it possible. You know, we're making a few bucks on the side through Patreon, and that helps out justify the time away from our families, you know, to, to make that extra content for you. Certainly, my wife doesn't uh, yell at me so much when she knows it's for Patreon. So <laughs> I appreciate you for uh, giving me that excuse to record. She's been tremendous on both those episodes. I'm not surprised. Thank you. I will tell I will tell her that she's she's had a blast. So uh, episode three, 
of Ryan and Megan review Love and WWE coming this weekend. Check it out, you guys. Jesse, just so you know, I, I we have a, a group text of, you know, the joint and drosty families, and I made sure to send a text telling her she better not be coming for my spot. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. She laughed pretty hard when she saw that. <laughs> uh, she's a highly educated woman. We all know that. That's true. That is true. All right, guys. Speaking of things that we enjoy, AEW Dynamite, phenomenal show mm -hmm. this week. We got some uh, clarity on the title picture going into Revolution. Sting is now a title holder in AEW alongside Darby Allen, the tag team champions. Justin, how do you feel about this direction for the world title match at Revolution? Because this was something that you forecasted in our group, and it played out pretty much exactly as you predicted. I, I think it's the perfect way to utilize all these guys. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying that they thought Hangman should win and then go on to lose to Joe. But God, out of all three of them, uh, before last night, I should say, Hangman was really coming off as the guy, capital letters to me. Uh, so I didn't want him getting beaten a one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, that kind of bodes for all of them. So I thought this is the perfect use. If you're going to do a triple threat, I know a lot of people don't enjoy them. Uh, Joe has an absolute classic, you know, in his past of, of a triple threat. So there is a strong dynamic between the three of them. You're not like getting three wrestlers who have the, the same kind of style. So that usually helps this kind of match. And there's a lot of interesting ways they can go. A lot of people don't want to see Joe lose the title because it'd feel too much like a transitional champion. And I get that. I, I totally understand that. My main thing was I'm glad it was a draw between Swerve and Hangman because I think like the actual part three, which now be part four between them, should be for a world title. And now they have a chance to do that. Even if uh, Joe wins at Revolution, because I'm assuming either Hangman or Swerve will once again be the challenger when they go into uh, double or nothing. So to me, it's a lot of intrigue. My only complaint with the match on Wednesday is that it was the exact same thing they did did this past summer with Adam Cole and MJF like to a T which is my only knock on which I for the record I enjoyed this match infinitely more than the MJF and Adam Cole match but yeah I, I'm, I'm digging the way they're building this and I think the biggest point here should be they've basically already announced four matches and we're a month away from this, which is not AEW style. So hopefully they can keep, yeah. you know, building on this momentum uh, up into a revolution. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it was a tremendous match last night. Both men after the match with the expressions and hangman going ballistic and swerve just looking like he got screwed. What a great double turn. If that okay. was close to a double turn, go ahead. That's what, that's what I was going to ask is, do you guys think that was a double turn? Possibly. Yeah. I see Paige being heel after that match. It, just the way he was carrying himself, 
the new look and everything. Yeah. God, he looks a lot like Magnum TA. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> I like love his mustache. Yeah. I think it's a thing of beauty. Yeah. It's wild, though, because, I mean, look at the history of these guys. The guy broke into yeah. his home with his new board, and that's who the crowd goes with. It's like totally like Steve Austin, you know, back in 97, who was doing all the dastardly stuff, and the people still cheered him. When you got a special talent like Swerve Strickland, they don't care. This guy is so cool. The presentation is great. He's great in the ring. That being said, I'm I'm not sure if they do a title switch. Yeah, if if going to Swerve now is the option or if they should go to Hangman first. I don't know, man. Hangman's making a great push lately. Mm-hmm. It's a great problem to have. And with Swerve and Hangman and their contrasts and styles, not just in the ring, but also outside of it, you have the hip-hop culture, and then you have the cowboy nature. Yeah. I love it all. This mm-hmm. is the rivalry that AEW has been craving for, I think, since the the promotion debuted in 2019. These guys are both 33 years old. They got a lot of, lot of tires left to kick around here. You can at least roll this thing out for the next three to five years, and I think most of the fan base would be satisfied, and you might be able to draw in some new viewers in the process. I think this was the right decision, absolutely, because you look, you're looking at it as you want Swerve Strickland in a title match. We've talked about this constantly on the show. But, like, do you really want him beating Hangman again, given how good Hangman's been recently? So I think it was the only way to go with it. And I, I loved the match. I thought it was very good and totally logical. Uh, I watched it with my kids. They were super into it, too. I liked that it opened the show. Although I will say when it opened the show, I felt the odds of it being a draw went way up. Yeah. Also, just I actually turned to my kids. I'm like, I bet they're going to go the whole time. Nobody's going to win. <laughs> yeah, this is this is so, just the best yeah. way to keep everybody protected, including Joe, where, you know, yes. it's easier to have some shenanigans. Uh, and Ryan, I, I agree with your point about like with Hangman. Uh seeming to have lost focus as to what this is all about considering you know swerve breaking into his house and hovering over his child although i mean are we sure that was hangman's house and not swerve's house just saying <laughs> uh yeah i, I i'm Top swerve nation i am all for Top this direction nation. samoa joe with the post-match interview afterwards just upset about this entire thing and He's already brought prestige right back to the AEW World Championship, and he's only had one match. Go look at what great professional wrestling promos do for a world title. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but can I also just say good on AEW for not switching that belt all the way? Like some of those pictures that got out there with the AEW logo with the black background in the middle. I'm not just saying this because I got that replica back there, and it's still pretty much in date. (laughs) But like that is such a beautiful title mm-hmm. belt. The main plate is so perfect on it. And to have switched that would have been a disaster. I don't mind the the plates on the side now having like the, the wrestler's logo. Yeah. I get why they would do that for personalization. I like the old one on the side better too, but at least they kept the main plate intact. It looks way classier than that other version that they were consider they definitely were considering it because it showed up in some of their videos that they were using to hype up the title right after Joe won it. And then they cut that out. So good on AEW for keeping the classic title design. I do like that. Um, speaking of the titles, what'd you guys think of the main event, the aftermath with the bucks? I mean, nothing is better in pro wrestling than guys coming out and 
all white outfits mm-hmm. and then getting splattered with blood like the Bucks did, ruining the celebration of Darby and Sting winning the tag team titles. I thought this was also perfectly done. You got to put the gold on Sting. You got to get him in that title lineage. And we, we've talked about this on the show before that we wanted him to win the titles. Mm-hmm. We said this, uh, what, back full gear? Yeah. We had that idea that it would have been a good night for them to win the tag team title. So I think this is the right way to go, especially going into his last match with the Bucks, adding it as for the titles. Justin, thoughts on that main event? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I've already watched it twice. Uh, as a lot of uh, people who are longtime listeners or fans of the Facebook page, uh, my son is a huge Darby fan. And so last night, me and him watched Hangman Swerve, but then it was his bedtime. But I told him, hey, Sting and Darby going after the tag titles tonight. He was like, okay, well, will you make sure to tell me who wins in the morning? I woke up before him. I'm sitting at our, our breakfast table with our, our littlest one. And out comes Kit, just walks right up and says immediately, so who won? Did Darby and Sting win? It's like, yep, they're the new tag team champs, buddy. So we we had to watch that again tonight so he could see it and absolutely loved it. Um, Yeah, it's cool to see Sting with the gold. I, I like the way they incorporated his sons into that final angle, although I will say that one of them, uh, not all that great at selling when he was getting choked with the bat, that kind of took me out of it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But good stuff overall. And I'm just really curious. Like, I mean, you assume that they have to lose at Revolution, right? I just, it, I, the question is in my mind just because of how protected they've been throughout this entire run, having never lost a match. Um, obviously, Tony Khan loves Sting. We all love Sting and just, Part of me is wondering, like, is it a little bit too much of a downer to to have him go out losing? But and too predictable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But having said that, I also like what the Bucks are doing right now. I I like this new Mm -hmm. small twist on their characters, and I think that would be a bad look for them to lose at Revolution too. I'm going to take a page out of Rev Pro's book right now with regards to that Sting Darby Young Bucks match. So Will Ospreay is wrestling Michael Oku in two weeks for the Rev Pro British title. He says, and I quote, if I win that championship, I'm going to throw it right back in so 30 other men can challenge for it. They're going to have a Rev Pro rumble on March the 31st. He says, my only objective is just to take the title from you. Now, with Sting Darby in the Bucks, let's say Sting and Darby win. The easiest thing you can do, Sting forfeits the championship. By God, you all of a sudden reheat that tag team division back up that you've had for the last four or five years. And let's just have a beautiful tournament play out over the next two and a half months and unleash that tag division. Yeah. I don't mind that. And I have one more thing. And this kind of hurts my soul. If I'm being honest with you, I wish big bill had been pinned last night (laughs) and I'm going to go on a quick little diatribe on Ricky Starks right now. Last night I said, Ricky Starks, you should head immediately to the WWE. He's dead in the water as a main event act. I, when Sting hit him with the reverse with his, with his finisher, I sat there with knots in my stomach. I was calm. I'm just like, this is great that Sting and Darby won. Do you realize the last 13, 14 months that Ricky Starks 
went toe-to-toe with MJF in the microphone and could argue beat him. Own Chris Jericho in his feud. They get collision started. He wins the Owen Hart Memorial Cup. By Punk beating then, CM Punk. Yep, by beating Punk. Then Punk leaves. Uh-oh. We're back. Okay. Then Punk leaves, and they throw him in the ring with Danielson. Two all-time classics, a Texas strap match, or Texas death match, and a strap match. Then what happens? Tag team purgatory for the last six months where he gets pinned not once, but twice by Sammy Guevara, and then he loses last night to Sting. You have a top 10 talent right there in front of you that, was ex- that has been exploited in a good way since the beginning of 2023. And now he's an absolute, pun intended here, afterthought. It just, it hurts my soul. I want to push back, Jesse. Yeah. I, to me, losing to Sting is nothing. Nobody's been pushed stronger in AEW for the past three years than Sting. Losing to him is nothing, and I guarantee it was an honor for Ricky Starks to take Absolutely. that pin. I guarantee he'd love that. Um, the one point I will uh, concede to you is the Sammy Guevara pins. That's not good. Perception-wise, maybe being in uh, a tag team with Big Bill not the greatest considering he's, he was coming off of the Owen Hart win against CM Punk and, and, and the, the great feud with the Dragons, not just Danielson, but also Ricky Steamboat, uh, could be seen as a downgrade. But also, I don't know what else they could have done with them that would have been more than that. At least you were keeping them strong for the most part as a tag team champion. The thought I've been having, because because I, I know you've you've been torn on this, or that you've not been happy with the way he's been booked. My gut tells me is that this is a contract thing. That I think he probably already has his foot in the out the door. That he's not committed to a no, new contract, and that the booking this past summer was to try and to convince him to stay. Because you don't get much stronger booking than that. And when perhaps Tony didn't get that commitment, then we saw the, you know, the slight downgrade in booking. I mean, not like he was a jobber all of a sudden, still a tag team champ, still highlighted in all the shows. But I, I think that is maybe what is going on here. And that's with no inside information. I have no idea when his contract is up, but that is what my gut is telling me. And also, I don't this is unfortunate circumstances to him and not completely his fault. There is now such a logjam at the top of the AEW mm-hmm. main event picture. It's going to take them forever and a year to even think of heating them back up. I think when the tag team started, we were pretty positive on it because he had been ascending so much. Yep. I still think Punk, more than anybody, made him feel like a main event guy, to Punk's credit. And then the matches with Brian, as we said, great to right after that that did so much for him but then it just seemed like none of the singles titles felt like he was going to work into the plans there in the fall and so we felt like well at least you get some gold on this guy who's a, who's ascending up the card 
Um, yeah, I, I also, I, I agree with Justin that he probably was fine taking the pin to Sting and Sting's been protected so much. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, ideally, maybe you have Bill take that fall to, to your point, Jesse, but in the end, I don't think it really hurts him. I'm sure WWE is interested in him. I think it's been reported that WWE is interested in him. We don't know exactly when his contract ends. I know there's been some reporting that it's, it's this year at some point. I'd, I've never seen that confirmed. I'm sure WWE would love to get him. I think he's a hell of a talent. Uh, that said, I'm not sure his ceiling's much higher in WWE. I, I see him coming in being like Ricochet. Like that's his level in WWE just because of the size factor. Mm-hmm. He is a smaller guy. And I would be concerned that he would get that push in the WWE. So I don't know if WWE is the answer for him. I hope that there's more in the singles division but to your point it does feel like it's going to be a while until he'd get a a a push maybe maybe next fall after we get through the hangman swerve era and then but then think about this though we've talked about osprey osprey and starks would be a hell of a good feud yeah if osprey becomes world champion at all in or yeah over in uh over in england Mm mm-hmm all in. Yeah, it's all in. So yeah, I had to think for a second because yeah. they do those shows a week apart now. Yeah, all in is the London one, not all out. Um, I could see that in the fall. I'd be pumped about that one, but they'll, they'll have to do some work in heating them back up and we'll have to see what they got for them in the interim. Yeah, Justin, go ahead. The one other thing and not to pile on them because I, I love Ricky Starks. I, I do. I, I'm high on them also, but they just had a show in New Orleans that he promoted heavily uh, locally and that show did not have a good turnout. Um, so I don't know how much of a you know box office draw he is when he can't even really pull in a crowd in his own hometown or adopted not doing hometown. much for our, not doing much for our dream of an AEW pay-per-view yeah, in New Orleans. That, that was heartbreaking. No, like I said, it was just one of those things where he gets removed and thrown into a tag team, and then all of a sudden, Tony Khan figures out how to book again, and now <laughs> the division's just full of main eventers. And Ricky yeah. Starks mm-hmm. is an absolute, again, pun intended, afterthought. Yeah. I mean, it, what, who, who did they feud with almost right away in that tag team? Chris Jericho, who mm-hmm. seems of to course. suck the life the out of everybody he works with. <laughs> Because he was in there with FTR, Edge and Christian, or Adam Copeland and Christian for a couple of weeks. And then that's mm-hmm. when they separated him into the into the tag division. So, yeah. No, like I said, I was just melancholy about that more so for him. Just because it was just the, the cards just went completely the other way. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. I, Did you guys feel that the... Sorry, go ahead. The, all I was going to say is I just... For me, I would just be fascinated to know when his contract is up. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all. Speaking of contracts, uh, did you guys feel that Tony's announcement lived up to the hype? We know he does these big announcements all the time. What what do we think? Did did this? I'll put it up on the screen uh, for the video viewers. They announced AEW Big Business Wednesday, March thirteenth, TD Garden in Boston, an arena close to Justin's heart. <laughs> and if you notice on the on the TD Garden in the background, it says. Boston, B-O-S-S, plus the dollar signs, 
you know, everything but explicit confirmation that this is going to be the debut of Mercedes Monet to AEW in March, as I said, was the plan back in mid January on this program. <laughs> Guys, did it live up to the hype for you? I, I gave up on his announcements a while ago. So as far as like my expectations already low, uh, this is it's announcing Mercedes without announcing Mercedes is going to be there. My big question is, is it going to be a dual drop along with Okada? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can do that. Why? I, uh, why? I just don't, uh, because I think them as solo entities would be a much better reveal than both in this case with Mercedes in her hometown. I don't think, I think honestly, Okada would get not pushed to the back burner on this, but I think Mercedes will get a bigger ovation. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Well, it goes on sale this Saturday. So maybe that planning will have to do with the ticket sales. And if they have to then lean into, uh, you know, dollars coming down from the sky Mm -hmm. or something here in a couple of weeks to get even more tickets moved. It's a big venue. Uh, They're going to hopefully fill it up for this big show, you know, building it up in a big way like this no pun intended um i think it's possible they could drop both of them although i don't think i don't know if okada's decided i know aew feels like very confident that he's going to choose them i mean no words out there officially from anybody right now and i think it's because he doesn't he hasn't signed anything yet i think he's still thinking it over i think my money would be that he will go aew but i don't know for sure I- so I got to say, my best case scenario with Okada is him, you know, it would be Seth not having an opponent at WrestleMania or expecting somebody who who he doesn't end up facing and he debuts WrestleMania, beats Seth for the the World Heavyweight Championship on his debut. Would kind of be my dream scenario for Okada. But having said that, I do think he's going to end up in AEW. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not getting arguments from there either. I just started Duolingo, and I can't understand that damn chat that just dropped. Shoot, I was going to try to translate it for our audience. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not Cody and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're if you're watching us live over there on Twitch, viewer, rewind. We talked about it for about 35 minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. Well, I mean, hey. What can we say? This is an exciting time in pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. It's a fun time to talk. We got lots of stuff to talk about in both promotions, both positives and negatives, but there is stuff to look forward to in the wrestling business right now. And I I have to say in the seven and a half years we've been doing this program, that has not always been the case. So this makes doing the show a lot more fun when there's stuff in the news, big stories like this, and we're glad to do it with all of you. I think that's everything we had on our agenda tonight, unless you guys have something else. Nope. No. Unless we want to tease next week's show. Oh. Mm. I mean, that's kind of your baby. Yeah. Jesse. So if you, if you want to, I'll leave it up to you. I got lucky. So I approached a guest to join me on TR and Unplugged. He told me his times he could start. I said, would you be okay with coming on our flagship instead? And this person agreed. Should should we announce the person? No. Let here. Let, can I tease it? You most certainly can. In in my opinion, we got the best uh, 
Twitter res- pro wrestling personality uh, out there today. Like, if you want the mm, best pro okay. wrestling tweets, it's probably coming from this guest. I'll go a step further. Yes, the post quality of this guest is chef's kiss, picture perfect. It is not a wrestler. It's someone who comment, comments mm-hmm. on wrestling. A journalist will say that. So it's it's a it's a good get. He'll be he'll be a fun guy to talk to for sure. We've been following his work for quite some time. Time at our time at certain publications has even overlapped. That's right at mm. times, yes, indeed, briefly, a little bit. So next week we'll get into that discussion. We don't even know what we're going to be talking about. We'll have to set up <laughs> an agenda, but he'll have some great thoughts. I'm sure whatever is on the agenda. So make sure you tune in next Thursday night for that. And. In the meantime, again, check out the bonus content on Patreon. Get off your butts and join the Patreon page. Support what we do. If you're listening to this main feed and you're not on Patreon, I don't know what you're thinking. It's five bucks a month. You're supporting us. You're getting tons of extra audio content and video content in your inbox. And you're going to love what we're doing. You're going to love this Rumble 91 show. We got into all the controversy with the Iraq War, Hogan, Slaughter, Warrior, all of that, all the background. I promise. It'll be worth your five bucks for February. And we got another edition of classics dropping at the end of this month as well. And that'll take us into mania season. And next month we'll be doing a classic WrestleMania event and we'll just keep the ball rolling. Join us. Would love to have you over there. Oh, by the way, happy hour. We tease this. I haven't even talked about this on the air. We got some dates we're throwing around. Uh, Around December, we said we were going to be starting a new benefit. This is for the higher tiers on Patreon. The $10 plus tier that we would be doing a monthly zoom hangout where we hang out with the $10 plus tier members. Now you get all the bonus content for five bucks a month, but there are other benefits at the higher tiers. If you want to support us a little more, and one of them is a monthly live zoom hangout where we're going to watch together with the shared video screen, uh, classic wrestling. And so we're going to be watching an old edition of Monday night raw may was it may 19th, 93. At 17th or 19th of 93. Yeah, the, the one with the Sean uh, match with, with uh, Marty Jannetty. Very memorable edition of Monday Night Raw. And we're going to be doing that. It might, it's looking like next weekend. I'm going to put a, a post out there for the $10 plus tier patrons in the next couple of days to, to get the schedule together for sure. But we got some availability to do that next weekend. And I think that's when we're going to do it. So if you're already a patron and you want to participate, you can up your pledge to get the link to the live Zoom hangout when we do that. But we're going to start doing this every single month. Just another benefit of supporting us on Patreon. We're calling it TRN Happy Hour. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can read about it over on the Patreon page. Justin, I'm looking forward to seeing you Super Bowl Sunday, sir. I'm nervous. I am so nervous. I just don't want to lose to the freaking Chiefs. Yeah, Justin, our uh, our resident 49ers fan here. Who, we'll wait, see. Okay. I'm I'm neutral. I don't really have a rooting preference. Who do you guys think you. is going to win? It's the Chiefs. Chiefs. God damn it. I, I would pick, as a betting man, I would pick them. Mahomes is already one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Purdy has looked good. I'm not convinced he's not a system quarterback. I know he's an Iowa guy. But look, he's surrounded by a ton of talent, so mm-hmm. they could pull it out. He could, you know, they could pull it out. But I, if I was a betting man, I would choose 
the Chiefs. Wow. Yeah. Ryan Ryan is talking himself out of eating some of my delicious grilled chicken wings <laughs> that I'm going to be preparing I'm not saying this Sunday. I'm, I'm not saying I'm – I mean, I'm not rooting. I'm really not rooting for anybody. There's been some Super Bowls where I'm like hardcore rooting against a team. I honestly – I'm just going to enjoy football. I hope it's a, a fun game to watch. Shout out to our Ecuadorian gentleman yeah. who first spoke oh, yeah. Spanish. Seriously, thank you. We we truly appreciate it. You speak oh, pretty yeah. decent English, in. in my opinion, much better than my Spanish. On the Twitch feed. On the Twitch feed. We don't usually get a lot of viewers on Twitch, so glad you found us over there on Twitch. Subscribe to the YouTube channel <laughs> while you're at it. Gracias. Habla español muy poquito. <laughs> Very good. Love it. Very nice. All right. Well, hey, this has been a lot of fun. Those of you that are just tuning in, rewind. I see our numbers, of course, right as we're getting ready to sign off, start going up. And we got more viewers right now on YouTube than we've had all night as we wrap the show. Rewind. Great discussion on uh, everything that happened on the WrestleMania press conference. The first half of this show, you can check that out on demand. And everyone else, we hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next week with episode 330 of Top Rope Nation. Take care. Have a great weekend. Let's go, Niners. Niners.